0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Wow, this is one day that you are so fortunate, I must say, because I feel so fortunate to be here listening to my guest and what he is going to be delivering to you. It is beyond, beyond exciting, beyond like, it is It literally today, I'm going to say, could change your life. How about that? His name is Dr. Don, Don Woods, and he is a PhD author, speaker, founder, and CEO of Inspired Performance Institute, and he is the creator of the patented tip Method nope. T I P P. (laughs) T I P P. It is a cutting edge method, inspired and developed through the newest development in neuroscience. You guys all know this is my jam, and designed to clear away the effects of disturbing or traumatic events. He repurposes like all of these old patterns and sets the individual mind up for peak performance. I mean, that's where we want to go. And so in essence, what he's doing is allowing where we say it's a relaunch, he's calling it a reboot. The brain is stuck and he gets you out of these like patterns, making it possible to enhance what he calls the alpha oscillations with a non-invasive this is we are going to go deep into this we're going to keep it super simple though but basically he's shifting the brainwave activities he is the top author of two selling like great amazing books you're going to hear about emotional concussions and you must be out of your mind You're listening to the Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hillary Caesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach, widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week. We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Dr. Don, it is such a pleasure to welcome you to the show today.
1: Well, Hillary, what an introduction. Wow. What a I better, I better deliver and perform. Oh, I have
0: business. no doubt you're going to be peak performance today.
1: Well, I better. That was phenomenal. Thank you so much. I'm I'm excited to be here. I was really looking forward to doing this. So this is great.
0: Well, here's the thing about what has happened between us, and I I love sharing this, is that there, it's kismet. It's like wow. When we first were introduced, and I had an opportunity to hear what you were doing, it literally lit up everything in my own brain. Because I was like, oh my gosh, where I take things with limiting beliefs and these bugs, these belief underground servicing, you start at the root level of all right where does this all come from? And I heard your, this origin story. And I thought, you know what, we've got, we've got to have you come on and share with people and deliver what I heard, what I've had the privilege. I've gone through your program. It is beyond, beyond everyone. Trust me on this. And you're going to be able to have some major, massive takeaways just by listening to Dr. Don today. So I'd love for you, Dr. Don, to kind of start with what was this like, what, what caused you to get into this specific type of, you know, specialty around what you're calling trauma, what you're calling like a reboot. Can you share with us? How did it all begin?
1: It actually started, if we go all the way back into my childhood, I had this idyllic childhood, very unusual. I haven't met many people in my life that have had the childhood I had, and I thought everybody, when I was a child, I thought everybody had my life. I didn't realize that I was living, and I was adopted by two amazing people who, Hillary, they never raised their voice. They never argued. They never fought. And I'm talking about zero times can my brother and sister and I ever remember
0: and they everything. were faking it. They were legit in legit. front of you and in their life. They just never fought.
1: No, they just <sighs> weren't that. They, and they never argued, never yelled at us, right? So we would get disciplined if we did something wrong, but it was never with anger and it was never with any fear. The, the worst thing you could do with my father would be disappointed, right? That was, I hate like, that
0: word. Oh. I got that. I got that from my dad too. <laughs>
1: And you'd be like, oh, I let them down. But it was never a punishment, you know, that would be dealt with anger. So I'm growing up in that kind of a world, no trauma, no physical, no sexual abuse. I played hockey so I could fight, you know, not that I was going out to pick on people or fight, but nobody's going to pick on the hockey players because they know how to protect themselves. Mm. So I'm basically just skating through life, thinking that everybody's living this life. And it wasn't until I met my wife that I realized she was not living in that world. She had a very violent and angry father. So she was living in fear. Her whole family were afraid of him. And that was unusual to me because I remember when I first met her, I thought, there's this tension in the home. Because obviously I haven't seen it yet, but I could feel it. And I was like, well, I wonder what this is. Because this was sort of, even with my friends, I never saw because I wasn't around as much in my friends' homes as I was in Bridget's home. And then I saw it, and that was a shock to me. I saw that violence and anger, and I was like, this is unbelievable. I've, I've never seen anything like this. And so she was living with that fear. Now, she's high-performing. I loved her. She's amazing. And so we, were able, we got married at 19. I thought, okay, I'm getting her out of that world. She's going to be living in my world where everything is calm, and <laughs> so everything now will settle down. And it didn't. I couldn't fix it because I didn't understand it at the time is that that trauma was looping and it was running on a constant reel basically for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And so as long as that trauma was running in the background, subconsciously, it was activating her nervous system. And if you remember, I always talk about, I never talk about the word trigger. I never liked that word. I thought it sounds violent and angry. Mm -hmm. I think that the system is always trying to protect you So we'll go into an activation mode. And so she would constantly get activated by the simplest things. If I said something like, no, I don't like that. She could tear up and start to cry and say, why are you upset with me?
0: Hmm. And I'd go,
1: I'm not upset at all, like zero. And she'd go, yes, you are. The way you said that, you're getting upset. Now, Hillary, what I now know is that she wasn't wrong and I wasn't wrong. I didn't say it with anger, but she heard it with anger. Because that, happened,
0: that happens a lot to people, right? It's your perspective on yeah. how you are, you know, kind of putting it through your own, what is it, like your own formula a filter. of, you know,
1: right? A filter. You filter through your set of personal atmospheric Absolutely. conditions. Absolutely. Atmospheric,
0: so people, say that again.
1: Atmospheric conditions.
0: Atmospheric conditions. How good is that?
1: So she had very dark, stormy atmospheric conditions. So she saw things through that kind of a lens. Mm-hmm. And So what I discovered through all the research is that children in particular who have had a lot of trauma are highly sensitive to sound. So her antenna were on high alert. So if I was a little tired, maybe at the end of the day, and my voice had a little ch- tension change in it, I wasn't upset, but it sounded like that so then her system would pick up that i know what that sounds like that sounds like when my father used to get upset and danger was coming
0: she uh, and it, it would was, activate her
1: totally activate her nervous system she thought it was what i said i thought it was what i said and it wasn't it hmm. was her mind i see moving. that happening
0: all the time right
1: all i mean this time. is
0: a very common occurrence where yeah, you know, we, we say things or we write things and we interpret it differently based on, you know, how we're feeling at that moment when we're reading it. Right.
1: Yeah. And for her, it was just a little vocal change. Mm. So if there was That's a so little bit of tension, cause maybe I was tired, right. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do. So, or I got a little lazy the way I said it, she could pick up on that because her system was on such a high defense mode to try to protect her. She was looking for the slightest little influence that would tell her she was in danger subconsciously. Sure, so, that
0: totally makes sense. But I do have to go back before you keep going. When I first heard your story and you said, you know, it was idyllic and this is it, I thought you may be the only person on the planet that I have ever heard literally does not have a bug, a limiting belief. And I thought wow so interesting and you know I love the the yin and yang between us because I'm like okay well I've we've had you know quite a bit of you know things that happened you know growing up and divorce with my parents and moving you know from one California San Francisco area to LA I mean there was a lot of big, big events and having, you know, being in a, in a divorced family and having to get on a plane and go from one house to another. And it was very different, you know, where my, my mom and my stepdad, the money was always, it was always a struggle where my dad was orthopedic surgeon and he was really doing well during that time. And it was just constant, you know, and, and I think of you and I'm like, kind of feels a little bit like the Wizard of Oz and, and you've got a little of the Glenda, the good witch, right? Yeah. Everything is everything is so good. And I want everyone to know it's for real. He's legit. Like this is really, because I've gotten to know you so well now, it's like incredible that it's possible. Like this is possible and a reality and you are living and breathing it. So your wife, is more like the rest of us, <laughs> right?
1: Yep. Totally. So I tell her story, that's what I hear all the time, is you're describing my wife you're, like, or you're describing my husband or, my, or whatever because literally. she was the, the average home. Mine was the – I thought she was the anomaly. I was the anomaly. Totally. Here, let me give you a real quick story. This will explain that world I grew up in. When I was about six years old and my dad was writing out his bills – and I sat down with him and he was going to use this as a teaching moment. So he shows me how he writes a check out and he asked me to help him put the check in the envelope, you know, and the, and the bill in there, seal it up for me, stamp it, and then ask me to run it down to the mailbox. So I run it down to the mailbox. I come running back for my next assignment and he's not there, but I see all the other bills and envelopes. So I start randomly stuffing bills into envelopes, sealing them up, and I ran them all down to the mailbox and mailed them all. (laughs) Then I come back, (laughs) And he's looking, he goes, where are all the bills? Where are the envelopes? And I said, I mailed them for you. And what he did, Hillary, is he laughed. He laughed and he goes, I don't think I explained this very well.
0: (laughs) I mean, what a great response.
1: Yeah, because he was right. He didn't explain it to a six-year-old very well, right? Right, right. So you could see how a six-year-old would think, I'm doing the right thing. So who's he going to blame? Himself or the six-year-old? And he realized, it's really on me, right? And that's the way we were treated all the time. My brother and sister, who are no genetic connection to me at all, none of us have ever been sick. None of us have ever been unhealthy, never been hospitalized. And I believe when people say, is it nature or nurture? I said it's nurture. Environment. Yes, 100%.
0: Mm, Plays such a role. I was just talking to my husband, E, about that and how, you know, we have five kids between us and, you know, they're all very unique and different in their own sense. And we were talking about that, the environment that it's played, right? and. Yet there's still there's still a connection. It's just, it's fascinating. So as you are now kind of eyes wide open about, you know, wow, I'm the anomaly. This isn't the way. What happened to cause you to then really get into this field of work where you really want to help people establish, you know, how can you move through these types of of environments that we grew up in?
1: It was really my daughter was the next. So like I said, my wife was high functioning, great mom, great wife, but living in fear. If you had met her, you would never have known it. She mm. was very good at managing it. But then my daughter at 14 gets diagnosed with Crohn's mm. and then they ended up doing four resections. Uh, you know what? Patient.
0: For those that don't know what Crohn's is, can you walk us through that? Because going into the next part, I don't think people will really understand sure. if they have if they were not aware of it.
1: Yeah, Crohn's is an autoimmune uh, disease where basically the lower intestinal tract becomes inflamed and she couldn't pass food through because it would become so swollen that if she tried to eat, she couldn't get it through. And so what would happen is she couldn't obviously eat. And the only way they could get the inflammation down was to put her on steroids. And so what they told us is take her off of gluten, take her off of dairy. Right. They said there's no cure for Crohn's. We don't know what causes Crohn's, but she's going to have to live and manage and cope with this for the rest of her life. They took out about 24 inches during four surgeries of her intestines. And so that was really debilitating. And then we get a call saying she's been rushed to the hospital. She was coughing up blood. And what they said, they had her in ICU for three and a half weeks and said she has idiopathic pulmonary hemociderosis, which is another autoimmune disorder where the iron and the blood gets released into the lungs. And again, they said, there's no cure for it. We don't know what causes it, but she should live near a hospital. That's when my wife, Bridget said to me, she goes, you need to figure this out or we're going to lose our daughter. Mm. That was what started me on the research. And then what I did. But Dr. Don, differently-
0: this is interesting because as you said, you grew up in this household and it was, you know, awesome. Like you're, Parents both, you know, really they parented like a plus yes. but now you're you're doing that with your own daughter You're parenting that way mm-hmm. What was and you said you hadn't been sick you had been in the hospital brother sister environment What do you think at age 13? Caused your daughter to even begin this path down? you know, this this yep. terrible slope of 24 inches removed and, you know, no cure Crohn's, what, what happened?
1: Great question. We didn't know it at the time when she was diagnosed with Crohn's, but at six years of age, she had had sexual abuse that we were unaware of. We didn't know that. And what I discovered is, is that this unresolved trauma creates inflammation. Inflammation mm. compromises the immune system and the neurotransmitters. So we were unaware of it, even when she was diagnosed with Crohn's, it wasn't until much after that she disclosed it. And mm-hmm. that's when I started to make the connection between all these people who have trauma and have a lot of these autoimmune disorders, because the immune system gets compromised with trauma.
0: When did, you, when did you find out about your daughter and what happened to her at age six?
1: She was probably about 17 when she disclosed it to us. And and you would never have known it, Hillary. She was a loving kid. She's an actress. She's Mm. been acting since she was four. Mm. And she was one of these kids that just laughing, would hug you. She was very affectionate. So we didn't pick up on any of it. We just thought, this is a well-adjusted child. But internally, she was grinding.
0: All right. Listen, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about the things that happen to you in childhood that become unresolved traumas and they happen. And like we just said, six years old is when this happened to his daughter. 17 is when she started talking about you would never know. But we're going to talk about how they show up. All right. And for everyone listening, you don't want to miss this. So we will we will be digging deep in this next segment on what you can do. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready. To try on the three H Q method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, welcome back, and I'm here with Dr. Don and. We are going to tap into something that most of us have probably heard that your childhood is a huge influence on what ends up coming up for you later. As Dr. Don said, we're not talking about triggers, that's kind of a a more violent way to say it, but activate, what activates you? Why do you go from zero to 60 so quickly? And as we were talking about Dr. Don's daughter, age six, having a, you know, a trauma in her life, being, um, you know, having a, having a terrible thing that no child should ever have to go through a sexual situation. And then she keeps it under, doesn't talk about it until 17. And Dr. Dawn, I'd like to understand, you know, these unresolved traumas, right? That all of a sudden show and, and create something later in life. How do they really show up in people? How, you know, how did they show up in your daughter at age 17?
1: Well, basically what happens, and this is what I discovered through the research, is that when you have unresolved trauma, now think about even physical trauma. If somebody started punching me in the arm, my arm would swell up. It would become inflamed. The purpose of that, it's a cell danger response to protect the system while it's under attack. So the cells become hardened and inflamed so that nothing can penetrate the cell but nothing gets out of the cell. So it's a cell danger response. Inflammation on its own is not a problem. It's a defense mechanism. Chronic inflammation is the problem. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's in a cell danger response, it's doing what it's supposed to do is to protect the system. Mm-hmm. And I then realized that not only is the inflammation becoming active, it compromises the immune system. It's a temporary pause it's waiting until the danger's over. So the immune system can come in and and clean everything up. But the problem is, is that that affects the immune system and neurotransmitters. So if your immune system stays in the cell danger response and your neurotransmitters are also compromised, you're gonna get sick physically and Mm. mentally. And so it's gonna-
0: Physically and mentally. Yes. So interesting there because we often think, oh, it's just going to be a physical thing, right? Mm-hmm. But but no, it all starts. We know it's that the inside job. So when you talk about this chronic inflammation and specifically for your your daughter and and all of these, you know, I think you've worked with now over a thousand plus people and taken them through your program. Do you find that people can remember and identify with the trauma that they had? Like, as you said, sometimes we, you know, we don't want to bring it up. On the outside, it looks pretty good. Everyone's great. But on the inside, it's it's chronic inflammation.
1: Most people do remember, but I have had people come in and say, you know, I can't really remember much about my trauma. But once we get into the session, the mm-hmm. subconscious mind knows what it wants to resolve. And things will come up. We just did a uh, retreat on the weekend. And a lady said that the one event that she thought she was going to work on first, Mm -hmm. as soon as we started in this group going through it, she says, it switched to an event I hadn't thought about. And she says, I wasn't even thinking I was going to use that event. And it went right to that event. And she says, it it was definitely something that was bothering her. She didn't realize it. So well, you know what
0: point. I found, what, what I do want to mention is for everyone listening is that you, you went all in when your wife said, Hey, Don, find a solution here. Or right. this kid, this, this beautiful, beautiful child of ours is going to be, you know, having a horrible life with all these different, you know, more of her intestines are going to be taken out all these different things. And today, can you just, I, I want to fast forward to now, how is your daughter?
1: No Crohn's, it's gone. Hasn't had a Crohn's flare up in years.
0: Which everyone heard that Crohn's is a lifetime illness.
1: Yes, that's what they say. It's lifetime, there's no cure. They don't even know what causes it. Well, Mm -hmm. what I have realized is it's trauma creating the. Now, is it 100% of Crohn's cases? I don't know, but I think it's the majority. Mm -hmm. So the inflammation is created by the trauma. So that's what caused it. And the way to fix it, is to fix the trauma loop and to get that trauma loop out. Because what I said is mentally and physically, they had her on anti-anxiety meds, antidepressants, constant steroid use. They were managing it. And so here's the other danger. And this is something that we've now really just started to understand. The constant use of those steroids. Uh, A number of years ago, she developed a cyst on her ovary. So they removed the cyst and remove the ovary. And that's when the doctor said, I don't see that you've ever had Crohn's, right? It was gone. And so he didn't believe it. He goes, you must have never had Crohn's because it doesn't go away. And what I explained to him is that the trauma was created in it. He goes, that's impossible. If that was true, you'd have a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> he couldn't believe it could be fixed, but she would well, the truth.
0: So I heard this story, everyone. And I was, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm one of those that, I like, I'm like Nancy Drew. I want to keep getting to the bottom of it. So I said to you, um, I'd like to go through. I'd like to go through your program. And I had no idea at that point what was involved, but I know I've got my own trauma. I've got things that, you know, continue to come up and I work through them, my limiting beliefs, but the trauma itself deep inside still persisted. And I was blown away when you said, we'll meet for four hours and that will be like that's it i'm like that's it like who's ever heard of that 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 that's it now there's a little there's a follow-up program but even that is very minimal help me understand when you start talking about the tipp program what is this what is because it literally feels like it's a miracle program
1: so really what the issue is coming, and this is what I discovered in the research. The issue is coming from trauma, trauma keeps looping. It's a memory issue. It's the way you recorded and stored that event. So if you had a traumatic event, say when, like my daughter, when she was six, she was in a very high beta brainwave state, taking in tremendous amounts of data into that memory. Mm. That creates the glitch because your subconscious operates in real time. It's seeing memory as if it's still happening now because it has no connection to time. That ever So every time she would think about it, something would remind her about it. Her memory would activate and then throw her and activate her into a nervous system response. Well, lower conscious awareness. She'd just be feeling her heart pounding in her chest or the stress. No idea and why. then they would diagnose it as anxiety. Mm. It wasn't. Her mind was trying to get her into an action to protect herself from when she was six, it was impossible to do. She couldn't change anything that happened, but her mind saw it in real time. So basically what I do, and this is the audience can do this on their own right now. If I asked you, Hillary, what you ate for dinner last night, can you tell me what you ate for dinner?
0: What's Absolutely. That? But I'm embarrassed what I ate <laughs> because I was on a plane.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. What did you eat? Though?
0: What did I eat? Okay. So I had popcorn and a cheese box.
1: Popcorn and a juice pot. So when I asked you that, you saw pictures, right? Of what completely, you, ate. you know, completely. Completely on the plane. Now last night wasn't disturbing or threatening. So it's stored as a fairly low resolution file. Mm-hmm. If that was traumatic, all your senses are heightened, sight, smell, hearing. Mm-hmm. So now it's recording it in high definition. Because when you recall a high definition memory from even 20 years ago, your mind's seeing it in real time doesn't it make sense that if your mind thought that something was happening to you right now, it would activate your nervous system? Absolutely. It has to, Mm -hmm. it's designed to do it. It's an Mm -hmm. autonomic nervous system response. And that's why I say to everybody, when they come into me and they say, I have this, I have that. I said, no, those are symptoms. It's not what you have. You don't have anxiety and depression. You have a symptom of a problem. Let's get to the root cause and reset it. So that that mind, so what I'm going to do in the four hours is I'm going to take that high definition traumatic memory and get your mind to reprocess it into the same format as to what you ate for dinner last night. And when you see that file, it doesn't seem threatening at all. Your mind's not going to go into an activation. It's that fast and simple.
0: Now, I was fascinated that we went through three of my own what i thought were traumatic events and i didn't just put in childhood ones i put in one that happened um probably seven or eight years ago and it doesn't have to be the childhood something in your childhood it can be at any point in your life is that correct
1: correct so i say don't even worry about what one comes to mind just let your mind choose for you what it wants to resolve Mm-hmm. And we can do from childhood up until yesterday. It doesn't really matter. All we're, once we start the reset process, our brains are brilliant. So the thalamus in your brain is sort of the, think of it as the air traffic control system for all the information. It's processing and sending the information throughout the system. So when it learns this technique, it also then starts to go into the hippocampus and starts to continue the process of updating memory. So once we did, if you remember, Hillary, we did three, we don't need to do any more because the thalamus will continue the process of resetting that traumatic memory. And it'll well, clear and, things that we never talked about.
0: And for those that say, uh, you know, f- three, I might have, you know, 27, like there's so many. It As you said, um it didn't even really matter which one i selected because they the others kind of nested under yes is that correct to share that because i i did find that was really interesting because for those that you know have heard my story read the book there's a point in my career where i had a business and my board member was literally emotionally abusive and um it it became a a very toxic situation He, he brought the company down and what ended up happening is that once it was completely done and my my intuition was high alert i knew something was wrong i tried to share that with my investors but you know he was so deeply trying to save himself and he ended up going to federal prison ponzi scheme our company it was a terrible situation and it it was causing me, and it's so interesting right now, Dr. Don, as I am sharing this i'm I don't have a level of heightened i'm very calm like i'm I'm thinking about this right now, where I'm okay with this situation. I'm like, really, can you explain what's happened to me in in so people can understand like this is just one traumatic event, but it's, it's helped in others that I haven't even brought up.
1: Yeah, so the best way to explain this is anytime you have an emotion, a feeling or a sensation, your mind is calling for an action. The purpose of fear is to escape a threat. The purpose of anger is to attack a threat. So mm-hmm. when you thought about this partner who had hurt you and done things to you know against your company, your mind would look at that event in real time in memory, and try to get you into an action. But what could you possibly do about something that happened years ago? Mm-hmm. There's no action possible, but your mind sees it in real time, keeps calling for the action. So now your mind got the reset. It's just data. It's information. There's no call for an action. So there's where you're not, your nervous system is not going to call for something to be done. You're okay, you're safe now. He's out of the picture. Before Everyone,
0: this is incredible because I'm literally, you know, why do I a lot of times meet with people or go through people's programs or, you know, experiences so that I can actually say, no joke, like this constantly was activating me, like mm-hmm. constantly and and literally causing me. I mean, we have worked on this and I can say, Right now, even my business is significantly taking off. It's just crazy from getting rid of that, as you called trauma loop and working through it. And you did it with me alone, but share with us how you can also do this with groups of people.
1: Yeah. We just did a retreat with 20 people. I've done up to 140. That was actually a bit much, but I did twenty people on on the weekend. Yeah, 140 was strange, but I did it with 20 people. I take them through the same exact process that we did together, and nobody has to share their trauma. I don't need to know what the trauma is. The techniques that we use, your mind knows what it is. And and Hillary, did you? I mean, we talked probably about that one, but there may have been some others. That you never even shared with me i don't even know what it was it no you
0: said or- you said specifically don't don't tell me i don't need to hear it yeah. and for so many of us were taught like well you got to say it in order you know if you don't hear it is this just like you know the the woo woo you know how are you doing this is this magic but it's not but share with us like what is going on that you don't have to hear the story that I can literally there was one exercise you had me do which I thought was so interesting. And for everyone who knows and has been listening, the time when I got the call from my mom and she told me that she had 13 lesions cancer stage 4. Um it 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 is a it was a horrific memory for me and you took me and started way before the situation. Then you had me kind of Share the process because it was so fascinating.
1: So it's basically what we're trying to do is bring your mind into a safe place first before that call. And then we take you through that event and then we finish back in a safe place. And we're looking at a series of pictures. And what happens is, is the mind starts to look at this. And as you're in a very high beta state in that event, now you're in a very low alpha safe uh, mindset. And the minds, and I'll ask you for what about minute, two minute highlight reel? That's it, or a picture of that was that. Once we start to reset it, the mind will take all that intensity out of it because you're in an alpha safe brain wave state, and that basically just reboots it. And then everyone, it
0: was the coolest thing because he would make me go to the moment that my mom was sharing it, then go back. And the moment, you know, before I got the call and then after, I mean, he was, he was asking me to pull up like in crazy order and everything. And I remember like, well, it, it was so fascinating what was happening. And as I yeah. just said, even, and, that's sharing, how the and even sharing the story right now, I don't have that like intense. I, I was, I was constantly, every time I brought it up, I would tear. I would like, my eyes would fill with water every time. And it's not that I'm not sensitive to what happened. What is happening, Dr. Wood, that I'm, I'm not teary-eyed?
1: Because before the tears would be coming because your mind was trying to get you to do something. Don't let it happen, fix it. Don't let her get that call. Don't have to deal with it. There was nothing you could have done then, and there's certainly nothing you could have done now but at the time, your mind's seeing it saying, Hillary, do something, mm. like stop it from happening. But now your mind understands that it's not happening now. Mm. So there's no call for an action. And there whole... you can talk about it.
0: So we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, how does we're going to discuss how does rebooting the mind help performance? Can someone really break a world record simply by changing their mindset? And we'll go into that when we come back. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm here with Dr. Don, and we have been talking about It's Not Magic. It's actually your brain wanting to do something so powerful for you when we were talking about this process of rebooting. And how does that impact performance? And so, Dr. Don, please, I you've got so again, thousands of people have gone through this. You've had such incredible results. Can you share with us this, you know, how does, this all take place within, you know, share the world record one, because this is so cool.
1: What's, what's amazing, this is what I discovered. And this is why the program is called the Inspired Performance Program. It has, If you notice, I never talk about trauma. Trauma just interferes with us reaching our highest level of performance. So when we have this unresolved trauma, what I have discovered is it actually affects the mitochondria, the ATP, the energy production in the cell because the trauma loop is running, draining that power. It's like having an open program on your phone. So when we shut that power down, because there's no longer any necessary power being used for that trauma loop, and performance goes up. So I love working with athletes because we can see it so quickly. And I'll give you a great example. Marco Ciceto is a double amputee uh, marathon runner from Kenya. He ended up having a suicide attempt, lost both his legs from the suicide attempt. And for a marathon runner, obviously, that's devastating. So they had to teach him how to walk again. And then they built him prosthetics so that he could, the blades, so he could run. Marco came in to see me in February of 2019. And they said, we really think he's got great potential, but he's plateaued. He's not improving no matter how much physical training he's doing. He's hit his wall. So I took him through the program. Same program that you went through, Hillary. Nine days later, he runs in a marathon and took 15 seconds per mile off his time, which is a big amount. And then a few weeks later, he runs in the Boston Marathon in 2019 and breaks the world record. Oh, He's that's so good. And he said, it was in my mind. I didn't understand how much energy. And what I said to Marco, I said, Marco, I didn't make you a faster runner. You were always that fast. You didn't have access to that power. We freed up that power. So he breaks a world record in April of 2019. A couple months later, runs in the Chicago Marathon, breaks his own world record again by another five minutes, and gets signed by Nike. He's now a Nike athlete. And the idea behind it is Marco always had that ability. There's, and the, what I say to everybody, and I said it to you, there's nothing wrong with anybody. There's nothing wrong with anybody's mind. Everybody's mind is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. If you have trauma, your mind thinks you're still in danger because it's running trauma in real time. It has to activate to protect you. Shut that down. What happens to performance? It has to go up. It's just it's science. If you have more energy, more power, more focus. I mean, I work with people like you, highest performing executives you can imagine, world class athletes. They all improve the performance when you get that trauma loop shut down. And that's why I'm so excited about working together.
0: Well, and let me just share, this was so fascinating to me because I thought, and I call it hell in the hallway in the book. I put, you know, my my past, anything that was traumatic, anything that was, you know, activating, I just put behind a door, close that door. And then I call the bugs, right? Those limiting beliefs, those those little like crazies, they crawl under the door, they slip through the keyhole. And what was so amazing is I've taken myself through my process, but it wasn't a limiting belief around some of the, you know, some of the things that I took through the process with you, they were deep, they were traumatic events. And what you did was you cleared those and then I could really focus on my bugs. I mean... Then I could really say, all right, so now let me up level myself. And that's where I I mean, it's not that I was going up against this wall, but I just felt like, how come things aren't moving a little faster? Why aren't things happening at a greater pace? Because I've been able to do this in the past, you know, manifest all these things. But it was like, okay, open up the, you know, open up the door. That wall came crashing down and then the business my life like everything just i there was a sense of calming and i'm like wow so incredible so how let me ask you from from a person who's listening to this right and they're thinking hmm who is really and like this really helps this type of person is it, is it limited or do you primarily focus on certain, you know, certain types? Like what, who, who really do you want to light the world on fire with?
1: It's amazing because I, I work with so many people and they'll say, everybody needs this program,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Even kids need this program. So there's really no, it's anybody who's dealing currently with, if they say I have anxiety, I have depression, I'll say something, they'll come in and say, I have depression. What I'll say is, what are you angry about? And they'll go, well, no, I'm not angry. I'm depressed. And I go, depression is a function of the brain, not a dysfunction. The brain is shutting down to protect you. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, I sabotaged myself. I go, it's impossible. The brain's a survival-based brain. It's trying to keep you alive. And that's why I love the way you talked about it when you said bugs. What bugs are, these limiting beliefs that you're talking about, are protection, ways to protect you. So like you said, I put it away, I closed the door. So your brain is going to figure out how to keep that door closed. Mm -hmm. So we're going to change the way you think, and we're going to change the way you believe so that we don't have to open the door, right? Mm -hmm. Those are codes that got built for you because your mind says we need to protect Hillary. That's painful. So let's work around so we don't have to see the door and so that we don't even have to think about the door. Those are the bugs that you're talking about. When you clear the trauma, you can open the door because those limiting beliefs will go away.
0: You're going to reset
1: them. Mm. You can reset, them, you can
0: reset them and then you can relaunch yourself. Yes. Really? Act, oh, it It is so okay. The, everyone, the reason that I am so excited is because this was the missing piece for me and i know so many of the people that are trying to scale their businesses from six to seven to eight to ten figures you're running up against this and you don't even know what it is and so super excited that when you and i started talking you have such a great wealth of the neuroscience of all these different things and i like to dummy down everything (laughs) <laughs> spoon feed it, you know. A little put the, you know, put it out there so easily. And I'd love to have you share what we're about to uh, embark on.
1: Well, it's it's a perfect combination because your experience and what you've done in the business world, you know, along with all the people that you have been helping. So now we can just go that next level and get to the root cause, which is then going to make your system and what you're doing even more powerful. So I know what what I'm excited about is to work with you and let's bring people in who want to get to that next level, who are already successful. doesn't mean you're not successful. You could already be successful, but you know you have another gear. So Mm -hmm. Hillary and I are going to work together to find that other gear for you and help you improve your business through a high-level mastermind program that we're going to do together.
0: I mean, you guys, this is like, we have not even, this is first, we are putting it out there. We're gonna start with a podcast so that for those that want to start to really truly get into peak performance mode to really understand more about this, right? Because first you have to have awareness, then you have an understanding and then you can take it to the next level of knowing. And where we are going to combine is that Dr. Don, state of the art, facilities state of the art they put the probes on your brain they do all this crazy awesome things in this in this facility in florida orlando and what we want to be able to do is with The business side of what I know you're all trying to create, right? We've got 3HQ, getting out of your head, the strategies to do it, which is what we're talking about right now, getting into the heart, really like, where are you trying to get to? And then tapping into that higher self, the energy. You heard about the energy leak. We are going to be going into that with this brand new podcast, really helping you understand, taking it to the next level, and then the peak performance mastermind. And that's where we are going to be working with the elite of the elite. Like this is going to be power-based, powerful as powerful can be. We are designing it right now for those that are already like, hey, oh my God, make sure I am on that list. I need to find out that information. Please go ahead and either how, what's the best way to contact you, Dr. Don, what's the best way?
1: Um, probably just through our website. So if you go to the inspiredperformanceinstitute.com, just go to info there, send in information. It always reaches so my assistant or the or our staff. Somebody will see it and then either alert you or contact you
0: mm-hmm. uh, directly. So definitely just put Peak Performance Mastermind in there to make sure that you are you know, at the front of the line when this opens up. And for those that want to reach out directly, you can go ahead and go to our website, just the relaunch.com, the relaunch.com and go ahead and put in, there's a place that you can message, message us. So you can message me and just put it in there and I'll make sure that we get right back to you, tell you more. But this is so exciting but for those that want to do something right now don't want to wait what what are you working on right now i know you have your two books what would you suggest as that first step
1: i've actually got two more books that are coming out so they should be out shortly but we have our online program that people can also go through we just shot our whole online four hours in virtual reality which we're excited about. So they're editing all that. I'm going to so put that cool. There. And then I think just continue to listen in because this um, mastermind that we're talking about is going to be limited. We want to try to make this really powerful. We want to come out of the gate and really show some major results. So the first people coming in are really going to be sort of the rocket, right? For us to show what we can accomplish with people. So if you're interested, I would certainly get your name into either Hillary or herself to, to let us know that you're interested.
0: I love it. It's like the rocket fuel, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're the rockets. They're going to have their North Star. And we are literally going to, I mean, just, it's a blast off. Like you've, you you can not even imagine what we have in store. Like you talk about what AI is doing in the market right now. This is going to change the course of true peak performance and how it's defined. There absolutely. will not be after we, after we put this out there, it will make every single type of mastermind out there have, they're going to have to rethink it. They really yeah.
1: will. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. It's really true. And have so, been in a number of them. I've been in a number of them and a lot of them are great, right? So there's some great stuff, but we want to get that next level again. So we want to get your peak level up.
0: Oh, and so who would be ideal for what type of person would be ideal for this peak performance mastermind?
1: I think people who know that they've got more in them and they and they just don't know why they can't get there because everything is sort of looks like it's lined up, but they find themselves being able to not finish or not be able to get started on something. And they don't know why it's because of these bugs. And it's also the bugs that got created by trauma. <laughs> Everyone,
0: know. I you have to be raising your hand because there are very few that had that perfect, perfect childhood. Um, so unfortunately, we do have to end it right now. If you love what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribing, hit that button and we'll make sure to get you all of this goodness as well. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for what's coming because this Next Generation podcast, this Next Generation Mastermind is coming your way. Everyone, thank you so much. And we will be with you again next week. Take care. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.